Gushheads. It's me, your host, Ashley Hamilton, and I am back with another episode. This week, I talked to Will Ramsey, the author of a book called Say the Quiet Part Out Loud, a book on 2000s Emo, Volume 1. It is freshly available to buy on Kindle right now. It is linked in the show notes if you are interested in checking it out. And Will is at My Emo Diaries on TikTok, where he shares incredible takes on emo music and the 2000s pop punk scene. I highly recommend checking it out. It is a walk down memory lane and also a walk down something to think about lane. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome. I am here with Will Ramsey to talk about gushers. We're just going to gush about some music today. That's what we're here for. This is a podcast for talking about music from the perspective of people who listen to music, not necessarily the perspective of people who like know anything about music. And you might know stuff about music. You're writing a book about it, but it's because you love listening to music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you here today. I first discovered you. I, f- I discovered you on TikTok because you have a lot of really great takes from the like 2000s pop punk era and I feel like I was watching them and I was into them and then there was the Silver Sun pickups video that I was like oh my god this sent me back I remember discovering the Silver Sun pickups and thinking I was the coolest person in the entire world (laughs) Um, I think what was the they had an album called Pickle right yes that was my well I think a lot of people um, that was the kind of their introduction to the band. So yes, and I remember going into a record store in like the suburbs in Illinois, being like, "Do you have this Silver Sun pickup CD?" And they were like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it checking. felt very cool. It felt like you kind of knew about a band that no one really knew about even though they were on MTV, but it felt yeah. like a secret in some ways. It did. So. I like worked at an overnight camp, and there was this like as a junior counselor and there was an older counselor that I was like, she's the only cool person here. And therefore we're the only cool people here. Like everyone else is very like, and she like told me about so much music that she, and she was like, yeah, this is the band that is cool. And I'm like friends with their lead singer on MySpace. And I was like, oh, she's the coolest person in the world. Yeah. Right on. Anyway. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Let's jump in with your just song of the moment. Not necessarily your all timer, but let's just warm up with a song you've been listening to lately. Yeah, a song I've been uh, very obsessed with as of late has been Nirvana's Drain You. Uh, It's a song I used to listen to like religiously a very long time ago, but for whatever reason, I just started revisiting it again. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how good this is. So I love when that happens and you just like pick up a song and you're like, oh, oh my God, I fucking forgot. It like takes you back. And then you also have some new mine. It's not my song of the week, but my version of that was um, Better Man by Pearl Jam. I like forgot about that song. Nice. kind of, <laughs> And then yeah. I started listening to it and I was like, holy shit, is this the best song there is? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's such a great... Now now I want to listen to that. That's such a great song. So My song that I've had on repeat lately was... Um, it's actually not a song. I'm cheating, but it's my own idea, so I'm allowed to cheat. I've been listening to all of The Spirit Room by Michelle Branch a lot lately, and I feel like... The thing is, I feel like there are all of these artists that like when I revisit as I get older, I'm just like, why? Just because they're like a girl singer were they in the coffee shop singer songwriter category? This is a rock album. It's so good. And I like didn't, I feel like people hear Michelle Branch and they're like, oh, coffee shop music. And I'm like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is not coffee shop music. This is like I'm I'm thinking and I'm learning and I'm experiencing. I like have there's so much. It's not background music. I like feel immersed in it. I literally I'm so I'm so happy you brought her up. I totally forgot about how much I used to I used to love her. Like I like yeah. honestly, she had so many good bangers. Like, yeah. Very good choice. Very good choice. She really does. Um, okay, let's just go into your your song, your pick. You chose Famous Last Words by My Chemical Romance. So mm-hmm. before we get into the song itself, what is your relationship overall with My Chemical Romance? Is that- oh, I'm, I'm all in. They are, <laughs> after Nirvana, they are literally my second favorite band of all time. Um, I, I literally could talk about My Kim like forever. Uh, um, they came at so many, just like at the right moment, um at a particular time in my life when i was like going through like depression and like you know being suicidal and all of these different things that i think you experience as a teenager in general but like for me i had such a i had such a very bizarre unique uh teenage experience and so like when i discovered that band it, it like it sounds so corny to say but like it really did change my life it kind of saved my life in a lot of ways so. That's not corny at all. I really feel like music has this power of, especially because sometimes there's a band that straight up gets you, but also there's music that can be interpreted in so many different ways. And sometimes when you just like are, especially as a teenager, the problem mm-hmm. with being a teenager in general is that your body is like overflowing with feelings and you like don't know how to place them at all. So yeah. like whether they're good or bad or anything, you're just like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm thinking right now. And then you hear a song that you connect to and you're like, you feel a physical sense of relief that you can like put it into something. And I feel like there's a lot of bands, especially from like the pop punk emo era. I know um, my chemical romance like hates the term emo because the daily mail ruined. Yeah. It was like, that was like a crazy situation, but I do feel like that's a really interesting part of like pop punk emo history. The fact that, mainstream media didn't understand how to process dudes having feelings like they were like oh Oh, this is an incredible outlet for people to feel seen and heard and they're just like oh no if there is feelings here this is cult shit oh yeah and then then it's like you know and i tell a lot of my uh younger friends and even like some of the younger followers i have on tiktok like i think sometimes they don't understand how different the world was and pop culture was when it came to talking about mental health and mental illness and, you know, getting in touch with your feelings. Like it, it was not how it is today where there is so much more dialogue and, you know, more people I think feel comfortable talking about those things. But at that time it was, it was considered cringe, right? It was considered it was like so this, cringe. Yeah. But, it was there like was... this taboo thing. Now, I mean, there are obviously a lot of missteps when general pop culture tries to represent mental illness. Like, I think that it's still something like everyone is learning. But I think the fact that these swings are being taken is so different than mm-hmm. in like yeah. 2005. So this song, this was the second single off of Black Parade. Mm-hmm. Did you hear it when it came out? Were you in the store like waiting to get the CD or did it come to you later or did you discover on MTV? Yeah, it was like, I feel like every, or at least where I was at, I feel like most 
2000 kids discovered a lot of music on MTV TRL. So like, (laughs) I remember TRL had premiered the video and just like instantly, I was just like, yes, this is like, (laughs) this is like exactly what I've been wanting to express and didn't really know how to necessarily express. And, um, yeah, I was like, I was immediately obsessed with that video. I still am. I'm still very obsessed with that video. So I know. I just watched it today and I was like, oh my God, the makeup, the everything. It's And then you have to like watch it back to back with Welcome to the Black Parade because you're like, yeah. they're, they're yeah. linked. It's a story. You have to like the theatrics. So music videos were always like a really big thing for me. I like live for a music video and it makes me sad that I don't feel like they exist in the same way they used to because I guess we used to discover music through music videos so if you can make a good music video and get on MTV then people would like hear about the song whereas now it's so like I don't know there's so many other types of marketing that are more important to like getting a song in people's ears that like spending a lot of money on a music video is not where it's at for like younger artists no I agree agree with you because I feel like back then uh, a music video, like, it almost felt like an event in, in a yeah. lot of ways. Like, it was, like, this exciting thing that you anticipated. And now, you know, especially with things like TikTok, now you have a situation where the fans are essentially making their own mini videos of your song, which is kind of cool, too. It's a very cool thing. But I do miss that kind of, like, I don't know, that excitement about, like, oh, my God, the new Taken Back Sunday or whatever, like, you know, so. It's so interesting because I feel like TikTok, there's so much opportunity for music to, like, blow up and reach so much new audience. But then there's also a bit of opportunity for it to get too big. And I do think that like, not everything is for everyone. And so then it'll get to like the wrong audiences and people will be like, oh, this song sucks. And it's like, well, then it's not for oh. you. Then stop listening. To- I remember I'm a big Carly Rae Jepsen person. And right there on. was that clip of her most recent, one of her more recent songs. There was like the, we reached the moon bridge that went viral on TikTok. And then everyone was like, yeah, but the rest of the song sucks. And I'm like, well, then it's not for you. Stop saying it sucks. It's not, it doesn't suck. It's just like not a thing you like because you're too used to being spoon fed two minutes of like straight viral boppiness. And there's, there's a story here. No, I, I, I 1000% agree with you. And that drives me so crazy where now things are instantly trash, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, it's just, first of all, it's like, it's just such a, it's just such a kind of gross way to describe something you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'll just scroll if I don't like something. Um, but like people like even want like, to have an opinion so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that's the, that's, that's the, the, the beauty and the downfall of social media is that it gives everyone a voice and it gives everyone a voice. So like that, that's like the problem. Um, even like, I don't know if you like listen to Pierce the Bell, but like, People are like hating this album. Like, so they like came out with a record last Friday. Mm-hmm. So many people are just like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. This is total trash. It's like, they can't, they're not 19 anymore. Like, I know. <laughs> I also, I have such a geezer, old person kind of opinion right now where I feel like people, the, the young kids, Gen Z, they like really don't respect an education and like a background in things. And so like, if they don't understand the history of something, then they'll just be like, well, this sucks. And it's like, no, there's so much to it that you're not 
your opinion is not equal to someone with 10 years of listening to like this type of music or this band's opinion. You just like don't understand the context of it. And that's oh, fine. Yeah. It's just like stop thinking that you like they'll be like, oh, it's so exclusionary to be like, oh, these voices are more important. And it's like, well, these are the people who know what they're talking about. And you don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw someone kind of going off on some young kids who were like, who the fuck is Bonnie Raitt? And why was she going to get a Grammy? And it's like, then don't you can't be making this video. You can't be giving an opinion on songwriters if you don't know who Bonnie Raitt is. That don't act like you're right and everyone else is wrong. What you're saying is psychotic. Like you have no, no yeah. background on what you're talking about. And it's not wrong for someone to suggest that you like do a smidge of research before you share this shit opinion to millions. Oh, you're totally. Like I made I, I made a perfect example of this. Like I made a video not long ago about Kurt Cobain. And you go through some of the comments and it's like kids trolling and people are like, oh, you know, he didn't really write anything that interesting. He was very, he had no talent. And I'm just <laughs> like, do you understand that in so many respects? And one day maybe I'll write a book on that too. A large part of why alternative music became so mainstream was because of that band. Um, you know, so like a lot, and I agree, I agree with you, like a lot of times there's a there's a difference between having like a subjective opinion and then like objectively stating an actual fact <laughs> like, yes. like you know that's like it has nothing to do with how i personally feel this is what happened like, in 1991 like i don't like nirvana that much like that's a stupid thing to say but like i get some people don't like it but to be like oh yeah, this was fine. bad and not interesting and like didn't change the culture in any way like that's the stupidest thing i've ever fucking heard in my life yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh it's just like objectively not true <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like it's one like you said it's one thing if you don't like the band great but to say that you know this album didn't sell 10 million records and kind of changed music almost overnight it's just objectively not factual yeah. And so. they like love to state these random things. That's that's the thing is the context of it right now. Mm. Like if you're, you know, what is it? 30 years later saying this isn't that good and doesn't like change anything. It's like, well, you weren't. I mean, I obviously had like just been born, but I'm like, if you don't understand the context of what music was like, like the reason this doesn't sound like groundbreaking now is because there have been 30 years of people copying it. Like literally heard yeah. 30 years of people trying to imitate this album and so it doesn't sound that interesting because you've heard thousands of versions of it but like this was the first one i feel that way yeah. like my background is in stand-up comedy and so i feel like a lot of people will like look at older stand-up clips from like the 80s and be like oh this really sucks and it's like no it sucks because people have been imitating it now for like half a century it didn't suck when this was like this was the invention of it joan rivers i'm like that was oh yes no you're no you're absolutely right like that's the thing kind of going back to what you said is context that's like i i don't i try not to even waste my time having conversations with people who do not understand that without context there is no conversation you have to have context and nuance and that's what i try to do even like with my tiktok videos i try to like provide some type of context it's not just some random ass whatever you like it's like it's oh god it, I, I could just talk about the problems with social media and like I the know. lack of context for like two hours so i know i took us way off track so let's go back to my chemical romance were they the first 
of this genre band that you were into? What was your gateway? So my gateway, so my initial gateway into like pop punk, uh, like a lot of 2000 kids was probably Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was Blink, but then like, I guess my emo, um, my introduction to emo was actually Taken Back Sunday by accident. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like I literally like, I found uh, a random copy, like a burnt CD copy of uh, Where You Want to Be. And yeah, and so I, I put it on and I was just like, what is this? And I just kind of fell down this rabbit hole. Um, so by the time my Kim, or like the time I got into my Kim, I actually did not like my Kim initially. Like I was really? like, not. Yeah, like I was just like, because it was just, because my introduction to them was I'm not okay. Okay. And it just seemed so different from anything I had previously heard or even seen. And I was like, what is this weird guy talking about? Whatever. <laughs> and, um, and but then I just like kept watching it obsessively <laughs> and over and over. That's and so I was like, oh. good. You're like, I don't think I like this, but I can't stop thinking about it. And you're like, oh, it's because I love it. It's like a yeah, enemies exactly, yeah. to lovers movie. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. It's just like it was it was wild and like when I really started to understand what the band stood for, um, I don't know, it just resonated with me. Like once I really got it, I really got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what they stand for, I mean, I don't, I haven't like looked into the blind items of them or anything, but I do feel like of that era, they're some of the last standing, not evil people. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> Um, it's like pretty wild because I mean, if you look at the like warped tour era musicians, you're just like, uh oh, <laughs> that's not like, good. <laughs> like you're ruining everything. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. brand new is like, yeah, it's oh my it's, god, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I feel like them, and I think Fallout Boy is not bad. Um, but yeah, I was really big into Fallout Boy. I feel like they were my numero unos, and I think it was very proximity thing where everyone from where I'm from was just like so proud of them and it was like yeah. so exciting to have these hometown like suburbs guys as like these huge musicians no yeah Fall Out Boys like they're also one of my all-time favorites they were my very first concert ever like, oh my god yeah my sister won tickets um and it, it was it was a tour with gym class heroes and plain oh, white tees yeah, and I was just like, this is insane. And yeah, Paul Boy, I Patrick's voice, just like Pete's lyrics. Plus, I had like I, I did have like a massive crush on Pete, but I didn't like I didn't understand it because I was like yeah. so deeply, deeply, deeply closeted. Uh, but I was just like, man, he has really great hair. I was like, <laughs> I was like, his hair he did is have amazing. really great hair. He, he really did have great hair. I used to live in Los Angeles and when I first moved out there, I um, was at the farmer's market and I was like walking and I saw a guy in a Chicago Bears hat. And so like my first instinct was like, oh, another Chicago person here yeah. in Los Angeles. What are the odds? And then I looked under the hat and I was like, oh, my God, it's Pete Wentz. And I like stopped in my tracks and I stared at him for like, I don't until he walked. We like made eye contact. And I think he was very respectful about being like. I know that I have this effect on people and this is, I just have to let this pass through her. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Just yeah. like, let it happen. There's afterwards. I was like, was that rude? And I'm like, no. And yeah. Because he it's knew, just like, I it's... knew he was very respectful of me having an absolute panic attack in the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I love him. 
At least, at least you were respectful. Some some fans like they're pretty hardcore. They don't care if you're eating or whatever. Like that's I don't know. I like try not to fangirl too hard, but there are a couple people that I just I can't. Like I'm like very anti stan culture overall. I'm same, like you can't put same. that much emotion on someone. But when I saw Pete once in real life, I was like, I don't know, man. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, like we said, like that band and that that music it meant so much to so many people like it really really did um especially again if you were a kid in the 2000s and you had like depression or like just struggling mentally mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. bands that was it you know like those there was really no at least for me i didn't really i didn't have many friends or anything as a teenager so that was those bands that was the way i got through it Yeah. And I feel like there's something to be said for having those lifelines in like a pre-social media world where you couldn't just get on the internet and be like, oh, all these other people are like having the same hard time as me. Like you had no idea. Like it was so isolating. Yeah. It gives you hope. Like, I mean, that's how like, honestly, that's what Famous Last Words did for me when I first heard it. Um, Because I just remember I was like, incredibly suicidal like i was like i was like legit homeless i was like a legit homeless teenager like living in and out of like shitty motel to shitty motel and yeah it was like a very very challenging time but i remember that song like i I just remember like crying my eyes out uh it was probably like my 10th time hearing it or whatever but i was just like okay i'm going to be okay i'm like i don't know how this is going to work out i don't know how life is going to work out because i'm like i'm watching you know, kids my age go on with their lives and I'm just like, I don't even know where I'm going to stay. So, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So that that song and and that album, like, it legit saved my life. So And now here you are, like, as an adult yeah. coming through and you have, like, a book coming out on the top. That's so cool the way it's, like, really full circle. Yeah, it's so it's so weird. Like, and I realized that as I'm writing, I'm just like, oh wow, I'm still here, and now I get to like share my thoughts with all of these people. Like, I wish I would have had that kind of growing up, someone to talk to about this kind of music, and you know, now I have cool people I can talk to about this. Like, it's just it's it has been a very surreal, very cool experience. Um, yeah, it has, it has had me very emotional through the, throughout the entire process. Yeah, and now there like could be a kid out there who finds your stuff and through that finds the stuff that helped you and like that could usher them into things. That, do you know what I mean? Like you yeah, can be yeah. the person that's like guiding kids who need that. Yeah, and I've had a couple of kids from TikTok like reach out to me and message me about something like that. And it, it was like, I was like dumbfounded, you know, I was just like, this is so surreal. I'm like, this is what 16 year old me needed. And I didn't have that. So it's just like, it is cool to kind of give that to someone else and, you know, maybe help someone in some kind of way who's struggling with the same things that I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Is there like one moment in the song that like really sends you? Uh, It's towards the end where, um, it's like I'm not afraid to to wake up alone or something like that. It's like it's like towards the end, it like and then it like builds up and like kind of explodes. Yeah, I see you lying next to me with words I thought I never say. Uh, afraid and yeah, like I don't know what it is about that line. I don't know why I went blank, but I don't know what it is about that line. But 
there's like that key change into it that you're like, oh my God, yes. like really like sets you up and you're just like, here we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally that every time, every time I hear that song all these years later, that part just always just gets me so hyped and it's so like validating in some weird way. It, like I just, that's my favorite part of the whole song. It really is. Like, I love when pop punk songs have those kind of like, like with these like big songs and then it like walks it way back and you hear this soft and like poignant part. It like, it reminds me of your book title of like saying the quiet part out loud because like they're the quietest parts of the song. Yeah, exactly. Like you really, it like, like a lot of the instrumentals and like production walks back on these parts, but you're like screaming them. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. That's why I loved it. It's just like it always sends chills down my spine every time I hear it, even now. Like, and it's been so many years, but yeah, it's like my favorite song. I was listening to the song a couple times, like right before this, right before we hopped on the phone, and I was just like, ooh, I had to like pause it and like, re- I was like, oh my God, let's, it gives you chills. Yeah, yeah, it brings back memories and just like, and even like as you get older, a song like that, I, I feel like it can still resonate depending on where you are at your life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything is not about like, well, I felt this way when I was 16. Like mental health is not like a teenage thing. Like it's, yeah. like, you know, like it's something that continues. So. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's no cap on like, I don't know how long the songs that are important to you stay important. I'm like, I think that forever there are going to be these songs that you return to and you're just like, wow, I just needed to hear it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, to wrap it up, also, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, yes, you can find me on TikTok. Uh, my TikTok is my emo diaries. Um, it's very self-explanatory. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have a book coming out about the early 2000s pop punk slash emo scene. Well, I haven't announced it yet, but I'm still kind of working on it. But here in Chicago, I am planning to do like a... Uh, a My Chemical Romance Dance party <gasps> event with like all the eras of, of My Chem. So, holy shit, that'll be yeah, yeah, hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So, that's what I do. Like, besides TikTok, that's what I do as well as throw events. So, oh my god, amazing. And so, yeah, yeah. your TikTok and Instagram and um, book will be linked in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was very, very cool. <laughs>